Good evening, Hampton Roads, North Carolina. That's Chesapeake, Suffolk, Norfolk, the peninsula, all in the listening area in Hampton Roads. Good evening. Welcome to tonight's episode of Marriage and Family Clinic. You're tuned into WGPL 1350 on your AM dial. And I'm your host, Bishop Hodges. Welcome to this broadcast where we break down and discuss the dynamics of marriage and family relationships. As we always say, God designed and instituted marriage and the family to build society on. Unfortunately, sin entered the picture, became the source of all hurt, pain, and tragedy and disillusionment, and sin warped God's original design. And part of the mission of Marriage and Family Clinic is to restore, rebuild, to build even, strengthen and perfect marriage and family relationships. Good evening and welcome once again. I want to take just a minute of the time this evening and info you on to uh, uh, the ministry that I've been engaged in for over 15 years now. I'm currently the jurisdictional prelate of the Church of God in Christ Japan jurisdiction. And this is a position that I am tremendously honored to serve in, and, and I hold it with the utmost respect, the highest esteem uh, for God's people and our great church and the great work that he's given us to do in Japan. And I say this to inform you, our valued listeners out there, that on next year, in June of 2020, the Japan jurisdiction of the Church of God in Christ will celebrate 50 years, her 50th anniversary, that's right, we'll celebrate 50 years as a jurisdiction. Those 50 years represent a long, illustrious, rich history of service, teaching, ministry, fellowship, reaching out, reaching in, doing the Lord's work there in Japan. And I want to extend my hearty invitation to you to stop by Okinawa, Japan next June and join in our celebration. You'll be more than welcome, and I assure you, I'm certain, I promise and guarantee you that it will be the trip of a lifetime. If you'd like more information on that, you can contact me, email me at cdhodges at hotmail.com, or as always, reach out to me on Facebook. You can find me, Bishop Carl Hodges. We'll be glad to share information with you. We'd appreciate your presence, your prayers, even your gifts to help us make this a true celebration to remember. Make it a most momentous occasion. All right. God bless you. Pray for us and lift us up there in Japan. Now on to tonight's discussion. Uh, you know, Sunday was a glorious day. Uh, the worship at Cathedral of Faith, Church of God in Christ was dynamic. The Sunday school was spirit inspired. And then we were really moving in Sunday school. And then the weather was just beautiful, warm enough not to need an outer garment. And, and it was just really pleasant. Well, at home, my wife and I, we were just chilling, enjoying the afternoon. And I I remember the broadcast uh, or an advertisement that showed a movie that was coming on Amazon Prime. So I turned on Amazon Prime Video and looked for a particular movie, and I found what I was looking for. So my wife and I, we, we watched a Christian movie, I Can Only Imagine. I'm going to tell you up front, just in case you haven't seen it, I don't. I hope I don't spoil it for you, but uh, if you haven't seen it, it's worth the watch. But just get ready. I'll tell you right up front, it was pretty dusty in my house there, if you get my drift. Uh, the movie was a true story, based on a true story, the life of Bart Miller. Uh, Bart was an only child, and as a little boy, about 10, his mother left him and his father. 
and so he was left to be raised by his father. And Bart's father was an abusive father. He would fuss at Bart, holler at him, call him names, hit him with objects for no cause or little cause at all. And actually, honestly, there's just no cause to hit your children with objects anyhow. Uh, any effort Bart put forth was met with ridicule and mocking and and uh, Bart's father just just laughed at his dreams and constantly told him he wouldn't be anything. Uh, Bart's father behaved this way out of anger and frustration because he was too worn down by his own past. He was overtaken and hurt by the wounds inflicted on his own soul. He was too hurt, too wounded, too downtrodden to have the love and compassion left over that's required to take care of his son's relational and emotional needs like a father should have been able to. And as I watched this movie, it was like everything that we've discussed on this broadcast for the last few months was being played out on the screen. And within this movie, I saw family patterns, communication, marriage dynamics, parent-child relations, managing conflict, discipline, corporal punishment, and just a full gamut of marriage and family relationship dynamics and issues. It was on there. And I tell you, it was really like just every episode that we've been through in this broadcast for several months now, they were all compiled. Every episode was compiled into one movie and there it was presented. There were a few lessons as I watched in the movie that deserve specific mention. The importance of words was one. The danger of physical force. How your hurt can deceive you into hurting others. The baggage of your past hurt is so heavy, it presents you from reaching the heights you dream of. And let me say that again, this movie really displayed some important life lessons. And these are lessons that we need to pay attention to. And I know already I'm speaking to several of you out there. You need to understand the importance of your words, the power of your words, how deep your words can go. You need to understand and, and, and the danger of physical force and understand how you can hurt or how your hurt can deceive you into hurting others. You don't mean to hurt others, but it seems like whenever you enter a relationship, others keep getting hurt. You, you need to understand that the baggage of your past can be so heavy that it can prevent you from reaching the heights that you dream of. Let's go through these lessons real quick tonight, if you will. First of all, the power of words, the power of words, the importance of words. Words are like seeds. Words are no good until they leave your mouth. But once they leave your mouth, they enter the hearts of the ones you love. And there those seeds, those words are planted in the heart. And once those words, which are like seeds, are planted in the heart, they germinate and they go through the process of growth in preparation to sprout fruit. And for a lot of years, I've used the motto, a seed sown must bear fruit. And this is true of our words also. The book of James refers to the tongue as a small rudder on a large ship. Words spoken from the tongue are like a small spark that can set off a forest fire. 
And when we speak evil, derogatory, demeaning, negative words to people that we love or people that we don't love, those words act like seeds. And a seed sown must bear fruit. When you're speaking negative, when you speak evil, derogatory, demeaning language to people, those words are sown in their hearts. Those words come up and guess what kind of fruit they're going to yield? Evil, derogatory, demeaning, and negative fruit. Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. That means you can't hide who you really are. And who you really are will show up in the language that you speak. And when your heart is filled with pain and hurt and disappointment and anger and all these other negative emotions, then guess what you sow into those you love? Guess what you sow into those you're in relationship with? And that's why we say oftentimes that hurting people hurt people. It's a natural phenomenon. It's just a dynamic that you cannot deny. If your heart is full of hurt, you're bound to speak hurt into the lives of others. You're bound to bring hurt into someone else's life. That's because when your heart is full of hurt, it's automatic that you're going to pass it on. You can't help it. Have you ever seen anybody who, who, who seemed to ruin any relationship that they enter? Have you ever seen anybody who go in and out of relationships, be it male, female relationships or or same gender friendships or, or whatever the case may be, romantic relationships? This person goes in and out of relationships. The relationships always deteriorate into turmoil until they just fall apart. And then that person says, well, they just don't like me because of such and such. The truth of the matter is. We tried hard to deal with that person, but the truth of the matter is they just have so much hurt and pain filled in their hearts. They can't help but hurt other people. In this movie, Bart's father routinely spoke hurtful language, anger-filled, pain-filled, frustrated language to his son Bart. And Bart's father routinely degraded him, mocked his dreams, told him he couldn't do anything, told him he wouldn't be anything. And that language left the father's heart and was sold into Bart's heart. It left Bart's father's heart through his mouth and like seeds was sown into Bart's heart. And as Bart grew into manhood, he grew angry, hurt, frustrated. And because his heart had become so full, this stuff, it becomes so full of this stuff, he grew with twisted emotions. And his twisted emotional growth resulted in him hurting the one young lady who loved him dearly and truly. It's just automatic. It's going to happen. Here's the lesson for us. We have to be careful how we speak to those we love and anyone else. We have to be healed enough and emotionally mature enough to know when we're using words intentionally to inflict pain on others and to keep them in a certain place beneath us. For a parent to continually tell their child or their children they won't be anything or continually speak against their dreams, the children's dream, that is sowing seeds that will sprout into some very undesired, unwanted fruit. 
a husband who continually speaks down and in negative terms to his wife and vice versa. You're sowing some seeds that will undoubtedly bring forth some very, very, very undesired fruit in your life. And truth is, the truth of the matter is, only God can heal it. Wow, we're going to get a couple more lessons in here. I got to hurry up. Got a lot. I saw a lot in this movie, but just want to pause and take a moment to remind you, you're listening to Marriage and Family Clinic at 1350 right here on your AM dial, WGPL. You find us here every week at 6 to 6.30 p.m. Listen, let me know you're listening to us. Send us an email at cdhodges at hotmail.com. Look, look me up on Facebook, Bishop Carl Hodges. You'll find us there. Write me. Let me know that you're listening. Let me know if we're doing you any good. Send us an email. Reach out to us. Give us subject. Ask us questions. If you like. Whatever. Just contact us. All right. The movie also highlighted the great likelihood that physical force will increase a child's tendency to be aggressive or passive aggressive. Understanding aggression is easy enough. That, that, that behavior is easy enough. That means a person needs a smaller level of agitation to provoke a heightened state of anger quicker. An aggressive person may even initiate agitation as an excuse to engage in the aggressive behavior. That's what you call a bully. While at the same time, a passive aggressive person is a little bit different. Passive aggressive means a person does little things to keep from or to resist complying with, with what other people are trying to pull out of them. A passive aggressive person, instead of responding to an agitator, will avoid or just be quiet or, 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 or go back into a shell, as it were. They don't like confrontation and won't challenge openly, but they may regress to a less mature conduct in order to elude what others are demanding of them. And when I say what others are demanding, I mean trying to irk them, trying to compel them to engage in an argument or, or doing some other behavior that they don't like. That's a demand being placed on you when your circumstances or, or, or your environment or whatever is trying to pull a response out of you. That's a demand that's being placed on you. So passive aggressive people, they deal with those demands by not openly confronting them, but doing other little things things to uh, elude those pressures. They may act like all is well on the outside, but on the inside, they're really truly angry and wish they could do something about a situation. And in the case of many passive aggressive people, they reach a point where they can no longer fake it and then they just blow up. Another thing that, that uh, was portrayed in the movie was how your hurt can deceive you into hurting others and how the baggage of your past hurt is so heavy it presents you from reaching the heights you dream of. Bart played football in high school and one day in practice his father's words got all in his head and he tried to do something he had no business trying to do. And that's the thing when when your environment or when people around you do try to place demands on you when circumstances do place demands on you the words of uh, uh, that have been sold in your heart they come back to your mind the feelings that those words made you feel they come back to your mind at the most inopportune moment 
all of those negative expressions that were sold into your heart, they come back to your mind. All right. And, and, and so Bart was in football practice and he got into a situation there. His father had told him, I don't quit. I don't quit. I don't quit. I never give up. You can't stop me and had nearly beat that into Bart. Well, in football practice, a couple of other players were trying to tackle Barton. Barton made up in his mind that because his dad had always said he wasn't good enough, that he wasn't going to quit. His dad had always said his efforts didn't amount to anything, so he wasn't going to quit. And unfortunately, Bart had an accident in football practice and severely broke both of his legs. Now, after recuperating, Bart got involved in the music department at his high school. And while working technical uh, uh, machines and soundboards in the music department at the high school, Bart actually discovered that he was a pretty gifted singer. And uh, so he did that for a couple of years, the rest of his high school career. After high school, he was so filled with anger that he couldn't stay home. He was so angry at his dad that he couldn't stay home. He ran away from home and joined the ragtag band and they began touring. And I don't have time for all of this. So I just cut to the chase. A professional manager, Bart had, had mailed letters to a professional manager for a couple of years, and this manager showed up and, and he schooled Bart after he brought some professional producers to hear Bart's band and really see what they were about. Uh, uh, Bart lost his temper and went off on him, but a professional manager schooled Bart and told him that, Bart, you can sing. You can sing. You're a gifted singer, but you will not get to a place in your music where it seemed like you, you, you want to be because of certain things. And one of those certain things was he let Bart know that Bart, you're singing in your music and it seems like you get to a place where you're being true, you're coming from your heart, you're being honest, but then you realize that and you'll pull back. In other words, Bart was so full of hurt and had not known true intimacy in a relationship that he got afraid and withdrew when faced with the real feelings that he was feeling in his heart, the real him. And that's what pain will do to you. And that's why I tell you that pain and hurt will deceive you into hurting others. Sometimes when we do feel the real feelings, the real emotion, when we get in touch with our real self, the real us shows up. We back back, we run away. And some people sabotage relationships because the real person showed up and they couldn't handle the real self that showed up. So they do something to sabotage the relationship and that relieves them of the pressure of having to deal with themselves. And they can make an excuse for the relationship not working. But he informed Bart that you have these moments where you, you're true, you're honest, you're real, but you know you're not used to intimacy in your relationships. You get afraid and you withdraw. That's the real you. And when Bart received that truth, it nearly crushed him just to learn that his band would never be good enough to make it big time until he was able to be honest with himself and find his own song. And, and that's a problem with some of us, if I can use this analogy. We, we're not happy with ourselves, so we try to be someone else. We try to imitate someone that we saw on TV, on the movies, or some other person who's special in our lives, and we end up singing someone else's song. You know you're really growing when you're satisfied singing your song. And you really become effective in life when you start singing 
your own song. And I guess that's where we came up with the term. He's dancing to the beat of a different drummer. Sing your song. March to your own beat. Deal with yourself. Remember those five principles of marriage? Well, those five principles are good in any relationship. Self-awareness is paramount. You need to know yourself. Bart did decide to go home after all of that. He found out that the baggage was just too heavy to deal with. It's weighing him down. He can't go as high as he dreamed. And he understood that it was all about what he left at home. So Bart decided to go home. And once he got home, he was so filled with anger over the way that his father had treated him in his childhood. He was still filled with anger. He had left home several years ago. But at the same time, like we told you last week, he had never left home. Even though he left home physically, he had never left home emotionally because he was still filled with all the emotions of home and all the anger he had for his father. He was so filled with hurt and anger, he didn't even realize that his father had begun to believe in Jesus and had changed that was trying to make things right with him. Wow. We can be so blinded by our own hurt that we can't sit tell when people are reaching out to us. We can be so blinded and so deafened by our own hurt that we can't see the needs of others. We lose all sensitivity to others. And in that condition, in that state, we're going to end up hurting somebody else. So Bart was so filled with anger that he lashed out against his dad couldn't even see that his dad had grown, that his dad had changed. His dad was now believing in Jesus and trying to make things right with Bart. Of course, Bart didn't realize the change in his father until he unexpectedly found out that his father had cancer and was dying. And that reality pierced Bart's heart. It pierced his heart enough to cause him to look at his father. And when Bart realized his father was dying, that's when he began to work on forgiveness. If there is one truth to life, if there is one truth to true liberty and true victory, that one truth is this right here. Forgiveness is one of the most powerful tools that you have. And forgiveness for your life, for your liberty, where your victory is concerned, where your personal growth is concerned, there is nothing more powerful than forgiveness. I never will forget I read a quip that someone wrote somewhere. Uh, unforgiveness is allowing someone to live in your head rent free. And oftentimes people believe that because they don't forgive and because they remain angry that they're hurting the other person, that they're somehow having power over the situation. And the only power to be experienced is the power that your hurt and unforgiveness has over you. Matters not who it is. If you want to be free, you're going to have to forgive. Matters not what was done to you. If you want to be free, you're going to have to forgive. Whether it's mom, dad, sister, brother, friend, uncle, aunt, cousin, whomever. No matter what they did, no matter who they were, if you want to be truly free, you're going to have to forgive. We can never be truly free without forgiveness. Whoever hurt you and whatever they did to hurt you, 
you will stay in that bondage of that hurt until you forgive. But I'm here to gladly, emphatically, enthusiastically to announce tonight that God is the healer. But your role in your own healing is to forgive. You know, I've had to minister to people before and I've told them that the only way they will get healed is through some long, 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 long term therapy or either God must work that healing miracle in their heart. Some hurt is just that deep. Years of therapy won't even cure it, won't even heal it. Only God with his hand of love can reach into that heart and put those broken pieces back together. Hmm. No matter what your hurt is, there is a spiritual enemy who has taken advantage and will continue to take advantage of your hurt and deceive you into believing that you have to hurt. Continuing to live in the hurt and pain of what happened to you, continuing to live in the hurt and pain of your past is to be deceived into believing the lie that you have to hurt. And so much of our acting out is about trying to satisfy and satiate the internal hurt. If you believe you have to remain in that painful state, if you believe you have to continue to hurt, you are duped, bamboozled as it were. You believe a lie. If you believe you have to live a deviant lifestyle because of what was done to you, if you believe that you have to live a deviant lifestyle because of your hurt, then you believe a lie. You're believing a lie. You've been tricked by a spiritual enemy. And the thing about hurt is that hurt can hurt so badly that we're convinced it must be real. It must be true. It must be permanent. No one will deny there is a lot of pain in hurt. And there is a lot of hurt in pain. And the pain can be so hurtful. The hurt can be so deep. We are convinced that it's real. It's true. It's permanent. There is no relief. There is no release. There is no deliverance. We cannot be saved from this pain. But if that's you out there listening to me this evening, I'm telling you, if you believe you have to act out, if you believe that you cannot be in a marriage and you have to continue to roam from man to man or from woman to woman, if you believe other things that your hurt has deceived you into believing, if you believe these lies, that's exactly what's going on. You are believing a lie. The most important thing that this movie included was the strong eternal truth that some hurts are so deep that only the love of God can heal them. Wow. I take joy in saying that. I thank God for the airways and the freedom and the liberty of being able to say this. Some of your hurts can be so deep that only the love of God can heal them. And I'm promising and guaranteeing that God can love you out of your hurt. I'm promising and guaranteeing you 
that when the love of God heals you, the individual that God heals is made over and the mess can become a message. I'm promising, I'm guaranteeing that the individual who is healed by the love of God, their life can be made over. And that's what happened in the movie. That's what happened in the movie. God's love reworked Bart's father's heart. And Bart said, after that, after I forgave and my father was healed by God's love, he became the best friend that I had always dreamed of. God can heal by his love. Trust him to love you. And he can turn your mess into a message. Why do I say that? Because through it all, God ministered. God loved Bart. Loved him and ministered to Bart and brought him into wholeness. And his mess became a message that has blessed us all in the form of the song I can only imagine. And I know I'm not alone when I say I've shouted off of that song. I can only imagine. That song takes you somewhere else. I can only imagine what will it be like to walk at his side. Will I stand? Will I kneel? Will I fall down? Will I sing? Will I say nothing at all? I can only imagine. We've all enjoyed that song. But that powerful song that reaches across cultures, reaches across ethnicities, reaches across races, that powerful song was born out of Bart's mess. When Bart gave his mess to God, God exchanged his mess and gave him a message that has blessed the world. And that's what I want to tell you tonight. No matter what your hurt is, get busy working on forgiveness. Get busy trusting God to love you into wholeness. Get busy being healed. Because if you continue to live in that hurt, if you continue to live in that pain, you are in fact believing a lie. And my friends, we don't want you believing a lie tonight. Listen, I'm about out of time here, but I've enjoyed presenting this message to you on tonight. I pray that someone receives it. I pray that you are blessed by it. All right. You're listening to Marriage and Family Clinic 1350 on your AM dial WGPL here in Hampton Roads. Appreciate you listening in. Contact us. Reach me at cdhodges at hotmail.com. Reach out to me on Facebook, Bishop Carl Hodges. I need to hear from you. And if your heart was touched tonight, let me know about it. Hey, my time is up and I've got to get out of here. Until next week, we'll see you up and remember, you can't have peace until you surrender your life to the Prince of Peace.